Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. It's a Monday morning. Good morning to you, Kristen Smith, this morning, along with Joe Welke. Good morning, Jill. And how was your Easter? My Easter was good. Just good? Yeah, well, I filled up on some ham and got all that other, you know, get that food out of the way. Yes. Oh, I know. We ate out yesterday as well with family, and it was just so nice, relaxing. The kids got to go for four-wheeler rides and ATV rides. They said it was a little chilly, but they're kids. They'll be just fine. Well, we did an Easter egg hunt with the Littles, so it was uh-huh. kind of neat that the Littles are big enough to go get those eggs now. Yep. Yeah, I know the Easter Bunny came and hid eggs inside the house. And outside the house, we had a slight malfunction. We could not find one Easter basket, so we had we had to all pitch in and help with one basket. But it was a lot of fun. It was just a nice weekend. The weather could have been a little bit warmer, but compared to today's weather, I'm not complaining now. At least we had some sunshine. Yes, we had some sunshine yesterday. It got up into the 50s. We'll take it. But for today, if you're just rolling out of bed... You're going to see some white stuff outside, and I apologize. I did not order the snow. But there is a little bit of rain-snow mix going on. We're at 35 degrees right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area. Not going to get a whole lot, whole lot warmer today, only looking at a high of 39 degrees. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's a little bit of a damp morning out there. If you're just waking up, rain-snow mix, and it's going to get... Not much better throughout the day, but tomorrow we're looking at a partly cloudy day with a high of 47 degrees, and Wednesday a little bit of rain, but there is snow on the ground up in the Stratford area. John Engelhart just gave us a call, and it's his birthday, so if you run into him today, 56 years young. Happy birthday, John Engelhart from Stratford. We're going to be talking about some fun stuff in the news today, including a new season opens this week Wednesday, so you got to stay tuned to hear what's going on with that. But right now it is 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's time to check in this morning with some of our national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. 
President Biden is being invited to visit Ukraine. The country's leader wants him to see the destruction firsthand, especially alleged Russian war crimes. Volodymyr Zelensky blames troops for what he calls a massacre in at least two cities and a possible chemical attack in another. He told CNN he thinks the president will come. The House Minority Leader is calling on the Biden administration to send more weapons to Ukraine. What we need to do is learn from here, provide the weapons to Ukraine, but also look to the future of what China is doing. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, Representative Kevin McCarthy stressed the importance of letting democracies defend themselves. This call comes after President Biden allotted nearly $800 million in additional military and security aid to Ukraine. McCarthy went on to say that Russia probably wouldn't have invaded Ukraine if the country had been properly armed. The new White House COVID response coordinator is urging seniors to get a second booster shot. Dr. Ashish Jha cited a new study from Israel. He told Fox News the data was compelling, showing a fourth dose significantly reduces infections and deaths among older people there. He also talked about the latest version of Omicron on NBC News, saying cases are up, but hospitalizations are still at the lowest level of the pandemic. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is reminding Americans that crime is a national issue, not just a New York City one. It's not a red state, blue state. In fact, red states uh, experience a higher murder, murder rate uh, than uh, blue states. Appearing alongside NYPD Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell on ABC's This Week, Adams noted that big cities around the country are hurting from crime. The first-term Democrats said getting guns off the streets, unbottlenecking the courts, and addressing social problems are the keys to solving the crime crisis. And the clock is ticking to get those taxes filed. This is the last day to submit returns, either online, by mail, or with a professional. The IRS says about 3 in 10 people wait until the three weeks leading up to tax day to file, and about 11% will ask for an extension. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. <laughs> I've never asked for an extension. I just go and get my taxes done and get them out of the way. But I guess some people do need that little extra help. Well, before we keep moving on this morning, Wisconsin's turkey season opens this Wednesday. And some hunters are worried about the avian flu that's affecting birds. According to wildlife experts, wild turkeys are not at a high risk of contracting the avian flu because they don't migrate or come into close contact with waterfowl. Wild turkeys also run in smaller flocks outside, so the bird flu risk is minimal. But if you're still worried about the avian flu, experts say to wear gloves when handling the birds and to also cook the meat to 165 degrees before eating it. And don't forget to get as many BBs out as you can, and you'll save yourself a trip to the dentist. And Jill, have you ever had that wild turkey and you bite into a BB? I actually have never had wild turkey. My Ooh. turkeys come out of the pen uh, that I've I had, process. I've had domestic turkey, and I've had wild turkey, and... I was the unfortunate one that did have to make a trip to the dentist after eating some because you got yeah, the BB. I got a BB. <laughs> and Jill, here's something interesting for you. If you think we've had odd weather here in April, be happy you're not out in North Dakota and South Dakota and Montana. You know why? Oh, they've been struggling. Yes. Last week they got hit by a spring snowstorm that had 60 mile an hour winds, whiteout conditions, and 47 inches of snow. You want to well, go build a snowman? <laughs> no. Um, but, you know, they said they were happy they, get, they got the snow because maybe that'll help them out with some of their drought conditions. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy, though? 47 inches in April? That's ridiculous. Oh, I won't complain about April's weather, I swear. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to keep moving on this morning. It's a kind of a rainy, snowy day. We're looking at a high of 39. Right now, we're at 35. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
For most of us around Wisconsin, we're still in the shaggy horse season till all that winter hair does fall off. But you'll see a lot of slick horses this coming week, this week, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th at the Midwest Horse Fair in Madison at the Alliant Energy Center. And Megan Hanishak is with us, who's an executive director of the Midwest Horse Fair. And Megan, the last couple of years, the world has been iffy. Can we say that Midwest Horse Fair is open for business as we've had had for years and years and years? Oh, absolutely. We're back, and we're back in a big way. Tell me about the uh, the show itself. I always like to know about the breeds. How many breeds approximately will we have down there, and do we have any that are a little different or maybe a little surprising to horse lovers? Yeah, absolutely. We um, will have 30 different breed and discipline groups that each put on um, 10-minute demonstrations throughout the weekend um, and have their association on the grounds to answer questions and let you know how you can get involved. Um, But around the grounds, through other various forms of participation, there's probably close to upwards of 45 different breeds um, that you'll find on the grounds. Um, And as far as uh, unique, uh, you name it, you could probably find it at at Midwest Horse Fair. Um, Andalusians and um, paints and pintos and Norwegian fjords um, are often a, a crowd favorite. A real potpourri as usual. Now, you mentioned demonstrations. For the folks that haven't been there and wondered what you're talking about as far as demonstrations, explain what that's all about, because I think that's really neat what the, these breed people do. They come in and they're really showcasing um, the highlights of the breed or the discipline, what they're best known for, what they stand out, their coloring, their versatility, some of their best or well-known qualities and characteristics. You really get a very well-rounded education on what the breed or discipline is all about and it's also really fun to watch and uh, megan for me this is kind of like going to the smithsonian you can't see it all in one day so what kind of ticket packages uh, can we still avail ourselves of even though the show is is pretty much upon us now we offer a one day or a three day um and you can also buy two one days if you want to go two days they're available at local retailers such as Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Tractor Supply Stores, and a list of other retailers on our website if you get them in advance. And you save anywhere from 5 to $10 if you're doing that in advance prior to the start, um, prior to Friday, the 22nd, if you're purchasing those from a retailer. Um, you can also buy them at the gate for $20 for a one-day or 45 for a three-day. And, of course, we've got special events going on. In the evening, what's going to happen Friday, Saturday night? Friday, Saturday night, we are bringing back PRCA Rodeo. It features the seven standard events of rodeo, plus some amazing talent, entertainment, and um, acts in between those competitions. And um, Saturday night, we have a special feature, mutton busting, for the, for the kids. There will be ten little cowboys, cowgirls jumping on a sheep and seeing how long you know they can hold on, getting a little taste of rodeo for themselves. Megan is with us, and uh, Megan Hanishak, who is the general executive director of the Midwest Horse Fair. And, uh, Megan, over the years, you've had different oh, horse trainers training Mustangs. We've had blacksmiths there for showing off and competing against others and, and people that have 
taught their donkeys to crawl up on a trailer and things like that. Do we have some of those specialty acts again and uh, novelty things that you don't see a lot of places? You bet. It wouldn't be Midwest Horse Fair without them. We've got four different celebrity horses coming this year, two of which have been commemorated as model horses, the Briar model horses. One of those is King Crash Wimpy. He's an American paint horse that is used as a trick-riding vehicle. And then the other is Paddington's Mark of Distinction, who is a world champion um, parade saddlebred. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous horses. Also, I've got to ask you, because I'm sure a, a lot of folks that have been there know they can replenish their tack and allow time to do that, too, because there are plenty of exhibitors around there for everything from saddles and bridles to carts to you name it, right? It would be easier to tell you what's not there. <laughs> um, but nearly 500 exhibitors um, from services and products, new and used, you can find anything to fit the equestrian farm life need in our exhibitor selection. It's uh, something, if you're into horses, uh, wear some good boots. Don't wear your riding boots, wear your walking boots, because uh, there's a lot of ground to cover and a lot of things to see and do. And, Megan, it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. What are the hours of the show? What time do we open up, and uh, when do we wrap it up in the afternoon or evening? Gates open at 7 daily. Um, show starts at 8 a.m. and then goes till 7 p.m. on Friday and Saturday and closes at 5 on Sunday. Uh, it's the Midwest Horse Fair. It's a lot of fun. Plan to spend more than one day there at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison. Megan Hanishok is with us, Executive Director of the Midwest Horse Fair. And, uh, Megan, we'll see you this weekend. Time to cowboy up. Can't wait. All right. Thanks so much, Bob, on the Midwest Horse Fair update. And we do have some tickets to give away. I've got four single-day admission to the Midwest Horse Fair and also four tickets to the PRCA Rodeo on Friday night. If you're interested in those, it's first come, first serve. Either email waxbob at gmail.com or give Jill a call at 832-1530, extension 416. That number again is 832-1530, extension 416, or waxbob at gmail.com. Taking a look at our weather this morning, Medford's at 30 degrees, La Crosse 37, Marshfield's at 31, Green Bay 32, Rice Lake is a little warm this morning, 34 degrees, Wausau's at 30, Madison 32, Milwaukee 34, and right here in Eau Claire we're at 35, a little bit of rain and snow, looking at a high of 39 today, tonight is going to be partly cloudy and 25, tomorrow partly cloudy, we're going to see a little bit of sun with a high of 47, and then rain on Wednesday. We've got markets coming up next, brought to you by... Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Markets this morning are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And we're going to start out with our live prices Choice fed beef steers are one thirty five and a half to one forty five with mixed at eighty eight to one thirty five. Choice fed beef heifers are one thirty three to one forty three with mixed at eighty to one thirty two. 
Choice fed Holstein steers are 121 to 132 with selects at 79 to 120. Cows are 59 to 101. Bulls are 73 to 118. Butcher hogs are 85 to a dollar. Sows are 75 to 88 with boars at 35 to 37. New crop market lambs are 180 to 238 with old crop market lambs $1 to 155 and feeder lambs are 125 to 320. And on the Mercantile Exchange, live cattle for April is at 14067. That's up a nickel. June is at 13642, down 45. April's at 138.32, down 32 cents. Feeder cattle for April's at 158.20, down 35 cents. May's at 161.77, down 17 cents. August is at 174.35, down 7 cents. Lean hogs for May's at 112.75, that's up $1.22. June is at 118.47, up 87 cents. July is at 119.42, up 32 cents. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your July corn up eight at seven ninety two. July oats down seven at seven thirty. July beans up a dime to sixteen seventy six. July soybean meal is up ten cents to four fifty five eighty a ton. July wheat up a quarter at eleven twenty nine. Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese up six cents to two forty four. Your blocks are up four and a quarter cent to two thirty seven and a quarter. Your double A grade butter is down two cents to two seventy five and a half. And your class three futures for April are up eleven at twenty four thirty three. May up twenty nine cents to twenty five forty six. June up twenty one cents to twenty five thirty one. July up nine cents to twenty four ninety nine. August was up eleven cents to twenty four sixty. And the markets were upward through June of two thousand and twenty three. That's a look at your morning markets again. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And we're going to be talking about Clark County Farm Technology Days. Bob had a chance to talk with my brother. Dennis Rail on what are we going to see, what's going to come up. So we'll be hearing from Dennis and Bob in just a few minutes. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I sincerely hope that you enjoyed your Easter weekend. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. That's just one milestone we look forward to when it comes to the spring of 2022. Got another bunch of milestones coming up. Bob, I'll bet the folks in Clark County starting to get a little bit irritated with this weather and any delays because they've got a they've got a clock that's ticking for them, don't they? Three months out, and it's Wisconsin Farm Technology Days at Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions in the Loyal area in Clark County. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and we had a chance to talk to the man in charge, Dennis Rail at Rail Acres, about the upcoming show because there are a lot of neat things going on at this show that uh, haven't seen in a while and maybe ever at uh, Farm Technology Days, and I asked Dennis about the fact that uh, it's only three months away and hasn't been the best winter to get ready. Well, it's been challenging this winter. It's been cold and, and everything else, but now with now that we're getting warmer weather, everything's starting to move pretty good. And as we look forward to it, it's a forage show, obviously, as we always go forward. How much forage do we have in the fields, and what's going to be happening out there? Is it all going to be for parking or we're going to use it for demonstrations what's happening well we're actually using it in a lot of different ways um tent city is going to take up a large portion of it parking is going to take up a large portion of it but we're also having camping this year that's going to take up a a good chunk of it also tell me about the camping now is that for the whole show we can stay or what are you going to do and that's going to be obviously right close to tent city so you camp you can walk the camping is actually right next to tent to tent city and uh you can come starting on that monday 
and you can camp all the way through Friday is what you can camp for. So what kind of a, a charge will there be, and will there be uh, electricity, or you need to be self-contained? This is uh, self-contained. It's called dry camping. So there will be no, no electricity, no running water. Um, we will have water available to you, but um, you will be self-contained camping. All right. Will they be able to use the uh, porta potty, so to speak, on the edge of Tent City? Or, again, is that something that they've got to get done in their own camper? There will be uh, actually uh, porta potties on the edge of the camping, and we'll have lights in the camping area also so you're not walking around in the dark. Oh, that's kind of neat. So what kind of charge are we going to have for that? And uh, what kind of advanced reservations? Because there might be a lot of demand. How much room are you going to have for this camping? I've only got 60 acres, which would um, probably house oh, two or three hundred people, or two or three hundred campers. Um, but yeah, the, as far as the charge goes, we're still working on the charge on it. But you can sign up for camping. How do we do that right now? You go to the uh, Wisconsin Farm Technology website. All right, and it's that simple. Now let's talk about the farmstead itself because. It's a work in progress as we speak. What's the work in progress that's getting done there at Rail Acres? Well, we are installing four robotic milkers, and uh, Joe's Refrigeration out of Withy is putting those in for us. And right now we're working on the milk house. That's almost done, and we're working on getting the, the site prepped for the robots to go in. How did that decision come about? That was a transition in your business more than just doing it for Farm Tech Days, right? Oh, it was absolutely something that we we transitioned it into. Uh, we were milking in a stall barn as long as I can remember. Ever since I was a little kid, we milked in a stall barn, and everything's wearing out. And uh, we wanted, including to... the farmer, <laughs> including the farmer. Yes, he didn't want to bend down under those cows anymore. So we're putting in the robotic milkers. Tell me about them as far as uh, how much technology is involved in these robots and how did you come to decide that that was the way you wanted to go? Well, hired help is probably the, the driving decision on, on everything as far as trying to get enough hired help and quality hired help is, is a problem. And so we, we went with the robots. Uh, as far as it'll tell us the temperature of the milk when the cow is in heat, um, all the cows will have essentially Fitbits on them, so we'll know uh, how many steps they're taking and what their activity is around the pens. As you started looking at all the technology available with these robots, did it kind of open your eyes say, my goodness, what I'm going to be learning from these robots? It has to be kind of scary for a guy milking in the stall barn to go to robots, and all of a sudden your uh, cell phone will ring and tell you you got a problem. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm more worried about the computer work. I'm, I'm not exactly savvy on, on the computer, so I, I'm sure I'm going to have a learning curve on just getting the computer work done. The rest of the stuff I'm fairly familiar with, it's just... All the new information coming in is going to be quite a learning curve, I'm sure. As you mentioned, Joe's refrigeration with you, putting them in. What's the status? We're five months out, and you said working on the milk house right now. It sounds to me like there's still a lot of work to be done before those robots are up and operational. The robots are actually here. They're in storage right now. Um, so we're just waiting on the, to get the cement work and get the site all prepped for them. As the show goes off in July, how much access will folks have 
to the robots. I mean, up close, I know this is a show that you want people to see how a modern dairy operation works up close and personal. How close will we get? Um, I want everyone off the bus. So when you come to the farm tour, you will get off the bus. You're going to walk in the barn. You're going to walk past the robots. You're going to actually be able to see in the robot rooms. You're going to be able to see the cows being milked. Um, and then we're going to have calves and heifers available so that if kids have never fed a calf before or ever had their fingers in a calf's mouth, they're going to be able to do that. And, yes, we will have hand-washing stations and all of that so everyone can stay clean and sanitary. Well, that's, uh, that's great. That's what we want to expose people to. That's what this show, Farm Technology Days, is all about. You mentioned uh, all the alfalfa. And uh, there's been some give and take over the past few years about will we have field demonstrations and will we not? I'm one for having them, and I know you are too, so what's going to happen? We are having field demonstrations. I have an absolutely wonderful chairman. Uh, his name is Ron Zigerlicky, works for H&S. And he has taken this field demonstrations over, and we have had a huge positive response. Talk about some of the things that are going to happen, and does it seem like Zig has got commitments from all colors? Oh, he's got commitments from a lot of different colors and all that. Um, we've, we're just changing how we're, we're doing the demonstrations. We're making it more exhibitor-friendly. Now, what does that mean? Well, as far as when we take off and start the demonstrations, you're going to give the microphone to the field reps themselves instead of reading off of a card that field rep can say whatever he wants to the crowd and then they're only going to go for 1500 feet and they turn around and they come back and then the next guy goes and the next guy goes and then when everybody goes you drop the rope and everybody can go in and talk with the field reps see what the machines have done so they can get right up close to the machines get right up close to the windrows and see what's going on Absolutely. The machines will be shut off before we drop the ropes so that everybody's safe, and then everybody can go in there and check with it, see what the difference is between the machines and everything else. Over the course of three days, obviously we're going to be mowing. I don't know if we're going to be what we're going to be doing, baling or chopping or whatever. What, uh, what's going to happen? So we're starting out uh, every morning. The schedule is going to stay the same. Every morning we're going to start out with cutting, then merging and chopping. And then in the afternoon we will rake, bale, and wrap. So how do you use it? How do you use that forage? Because uh, that's the way they want to put it up so the farmer can use it. And I know last time I was on the farm, you're a long way from running out of forage. <laughs> I, I have plenty of forage, but we will use it up eventually. And there might be other things that are still in the works that uh, might be kind of fun for folks uh, maybe a journey through the years as far as handling forages right we'll leave it at that yes we will we will see what we can come up with and, and that's dennis rail the one of the hosts for clark county farm technology days coming up in july talking about field demos it's going to be a lot of fun and like he said hands-on farm tour you know, bring out your kids, have them actually feed a baby calf, pet a baby calf. And, I mean, Jill, you remember the first time you stuck your finger in a calf's mouth and their tongue and it's, ah, but it's so fun. It is. It's cool for kids to uh, experience that that have never experienced that before. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So get those tickets now. You can get them at Wisconsin Farm Tech. 
farmtechfestdays.org, or you can go to farmtechfest.com. We're selling tickets on both sites. So that's a look at what was going on at Clark County Farm Technology Days. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party, and it'll happen in July. It's Farm Tech Fest, the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. It'll feature Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and headliner Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Tickets on sale now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, and Rural Mutual Insurance. We've got a whole lot more coming up. We've got Rocky Olson from Premier. He's coming in next. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. And it's time this morning to check in with our morning markets. We're going to head over to Rocky Olson at Premier Livestock. Good morning, Rocky. Hey, good morning. So, it was a nice Easter weekend. We had some sunshine yesterday. We have a little precipitation today. But overall, pretty nice weekend for Easter. It was. It was, yep. Well, good. And you had a nice time? We did. I took my daughter turkey hunting pretty much most of the weekend and had several close calls. And she had some young jakes and decided not to go on them. But, yeah, it was great. Well, that's okay. Wait for that big Tom to come in. Yep. Now she's her season's coming up again. She'll have her next season. Oh, good. Well, Rocky, catch us up. What's all going on over at Premier Livestock? Uh, thank you, Kristen, and good morning, everyone. This is how last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We sold 2,800 head of livestock, fed cattle steady, high choice and prime Holstein steers, 116 to 128.50, choice beef steers and heifers, 128 to 136 on a light test. Market cows uh, sold strong, high-yielding cows from 78 to 97. Uh, other cows, uh, 67 to 77. Market bulls, high-yielding, a dollar to a dollar 13. Lower-yielding bulls, 99 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves continue strong, mostly from 125 to 260 per head. Beef calves 150 to four and a quarter. Holstein heifer calves 10 to 35. Coming up this week at uh, Premier Tuesday, we got our special feeder cattle auction, bred beef cow auction. Uh, we're expecting six to eight hundred head of feeder cattle, a hundred bred beef cows, uh, including a small herd dispersal of 20 Longhorn cows, all pregnant cows. Then Wednesday, dairy cattle auction featuring a 105 head complete herd dispersal, uh, all the registered cows, registered heifers, Holsteins, red Holsteins, uh, coming from Sand Hill Holsteins. Uh, cows are going to be averaging 83 pounds of milk with a 41 somatic. They're going to be freestall housed, milked in tie stalls, excellent, excellent cattle. Uh, going to be a full catalog on our website. And like I said, if you're looking for show prospects or just good uh, replacement heifers and cows, uh, make sure to be part of that Sand Hill dispersal. We will start the auction out with those. Uh, we have another herd of 44 good quality Holstein tie stall cows. We got 25 robot freestall cows that are all registered. Several loads of fresh two and three year olds, including a fancy set of hand picked uh, tie stall cows. Uh, we got lots of spring and heifers, including uh, one group out of the best herd of cows uh, sold at Premier, uh, plus many registered Holstein bulls. Full listing with details on our website at PremierLivestockAndAuctions.com. Questions? 
please give us a call, 715-229-2500. For this Wednesday, we will have uh, two online bidding platforms. Uh, We will be on uh, Cattle USA and Cowbuyer, and you must pre-register for those sales to bid online. So check that out, pre-register, but going to be an exciting uh, lineup of cattle here for Tuesday and Wednesday. And uh, Jill, that's or I'm sorry, Kristen, that's the way it shaped out. That sounds good. Rocky, will you have a great day? And hopefully don't slip and slide out there. All right. Looking for the sunshine coming up soon. Exactly. Well, have a good one. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. We've got weather, news, markets, and a whole lot more. And it's that time of the morning. We've got to check in with some weather and find out what is going on out there. We're going to head over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea, and see what's going on. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. How are we doing? I am good. But, you know, I heard... A little birdie. I think you actually you told me that you're from out west. Uh, from out west? Yeah. Out east, I was born in Pittsburgh. Oh, you were in Pittsburgh? Yeah, that's where I was born. And then, uh, you know, I lived in St. Cloud for many years. So we'll I see. guess you can count that as out west. But I think out west as in, like, you know, Oregon, <laughs> Seattle. But uh, my first job was in Bismarck. So that could be construed as out west, I suppose. Oh, well, to me, Menominee's out west. So. That's fair. Okay, well then, that that counts. But you know, North Dakota and Montana got 47 inches of snow last week. You didn't send this our way, did you? Event. Whoa. Uh, no, I did not. But we do have a little continuation of what actually brought a few more inches of snow out towards uh, northern North Dakota. Now, for us, we're only expecting some scattered snow and even some rain showers out of this uh, throughout the afternoon today. But then we start to clear out a little bit uh, later on tonight. But our temperatures are still going to be rather cool, and it will be uh, rather breezy, too. We're only topping out in about the upper 30s, and winds could gust upwards of 30 miles per hour at times. But later tonight, once we start to clear out, that'll allow our temperatures to dip into about the mid-20s. And that sets up for a mostly sunny start to the day tomorrow, and uh, slightly warmer, but still about 10 degrees shy of where we should be as we do warm up into the upper 40s. But it won't last very long because we'll have another chance of some showers move in later on Tuesday night. For what it's worth, our temperatures will stay warm, but we'll still have those chances for rain uh, going into Wednesday. In fact, uh, more widespread rain going into Wednesday. And then yet another sunny day in store for Thursday. So we've got a couple nice days uh, sandwiched in between a couple dreary days. But the good news is for Thursday, back into the mid-50s. And chances for rain again on Friday and Saturday with uh, some thunderstorms possible out of that. But even better news out of that, by Saturday, looks like we could even be in the mid to potentially upper 60s. So that is uh, all eyes are on the weekend, I guess you could say. But right now in Eau Claire, we're looking at uh, just a few snowflakes and a few raindrops. Otherwise, a mist out there with a temperature of 34 degrees. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. Oh, I can't wait for this weekend. 60 degrees. That's going to be great. That is going to feel like summer compared to what it's been. (laughs) I like it, Mike. Let's keep those temperatures rising. I would love to. (laughs) All right. Have a good day. You too. There he goes. That's our Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. We've got a busy morning. We've got to get to our news this morning. With Morgan McCarthy. And Morgan, we're busy this morning, so catch us up. What's going on with the news? Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We'll start out a warm welcome, plugging back into your week after an Easter weekend. 150 members of the National Guard are home. Members of the 107th Maintenance Company arrived at Camp Douglas over the weekend. The troops spent the last 11 months in Eastern Europe. Governor Evers was on hand to welcome them back. On the political stage, there's a new Democrat running for state Senate in northwestern Wisconsin. Kelly Westland announced her campaign Friday. She'll be running to replace Senator Jana Buley, who's not running again this fall. Westland ran for 
Congress in the northwestern corner of the state in 2014. She's worked for U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin ever since. Well, a complicated investigation continues and crosses state lines. A man was discovered dead in Rock River and Rockford with an autopsy deeming the death suspicious because of injuries found on the body. That's when the Altoona police chief says an investigation led them to a home in Altoona that produced a large amount of evidence. Police still not saying if the location of that of the victims or the suspect, but that investigation continues. If you were watching WISN's Upfront, then maybe you saw that the woman in charge of the state's public defender system wants to see more funding and more lawyers in our courts to help cases move more smoothly. State public defender Kelly Thompson told WISN's Upfront that the court backlog is hindering people's abilities to get justice they deserve on both sides. We're concerned about the collateral consequences when people are caught in the criminal justice system. We're concerned about people who are innocent until proven guilty sitting in custody, whether they're convicted or not. Thompson says there are 35,000 cases in the courts that need to be handled and undoing that backlog could take years. A peek into public health shows us coronavirus hospitalizations holding steady in the state, and that's something you can always get more details on with a click online. Write to DHS when you start at 715newsroom.com. And maybe there are little baskets full of eggs in your world over the weekend. The White House Easter egg roll is back. It's been on hiatus for the last couple of years because of COVID, but Pennsylvania Avenue is set to host that today. And from the capital to the Sunshine State, the Florida Chihuahua is officially the world's oldest dog. I wonder if there are any new tricks involved, Mark. Guinness World Records last month confirmed that the Chihuahua, named Toby Keith, is the oldest dog living at the age of 21 years and 66 days. Gisela Shore, Toby Keith's owner, said he was born on January the 9th, 2001. She adopted him from an animal shelter when he was just a few months old. Shore says he's in pretty good health considering his age and does a lot of sleeping, but other than that, he's doing great. I'm Mark Mayfield. Well, out of the doghouse and into the barn. You're listening to Kristen Jill and the Midwest Farm Show. And then right after that, we'll see if Alex can uh, fetch us some more morning show antics. That happens just after 6. We're live local and starting a brand new week with you on Wax 104.5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Time to check in with some more markets this morning. We're going to head over to the Equity L Tuna Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers $1.15 to $1.33. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers $1.10 to $1.32. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers $1.15 to $1.31. Choice Holstein steers $1.01 to $1.14. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 82 to 87. We had an extreme top of $1.08.5 on a high-yielding fleck bay cow. 60% of the cows sold from 67 to 81. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 66 and down. We are now selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is April 22nd. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715 715- 835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thanks, Jim. You too. And now we're going to head over to the Equity Stratford Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Kristen, and a good morning to you and Jill. Well, I saw something this morning that I thought was rather appropriate. There was, there was a lot of creative people on the world, of other, a lot more creative than me. But anyway... Uh, April, it's still, uh, this is uh, January 97th. (laughs) (laughs) I I heard it was February 61st the other day, so, yeah. (laughs) So I don't know, I imagine folks will be out, uh, but it doesn't look like the snow is sticking on the uh, pavements uh, 
too good, but it's sticking on the grass and the gravel and stuff. So I imagine the roads are going to be slippery and stuff. The temperature is just right at that. Uh, where are we at here? 30. So do be careful. So, uh, yeah, we'll continue on. But I do like that six some degrees. I don't know how we're going to handle that. You know, uh-huh. It's just going to be nice. We're going to put on shorts, tank tops, and sit outside and enjoy it. Oh, well, that sounds good. <laughs> but, uh, well, let's hope that comes. But anyway, in the meantime, we got some stuff to do. So I better do that, if that's all right with you, Kristen. We'll Sounds get right good. into it. Yep. Thank you very much. Uh, good morning to everyone. Hope everyone had an enjoyable Easter, as we did. Uh, back to business today here at Equity Stratford. We get underway this morning at 9.30 a.m. Uh, full marketing week on tap. Uh, but, of course, on Mondays we saw market cattle and uh, fed cattle and market bulls. That's all this morning. About 11.30 we'll get to those baby calves. Strong market continues on the bull calves and the beef calves. On Tuesday, a uh, busy marketing day also. Uh, we start at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning with the hay and straw auction. We do have straw already on the consignment list for that sale tomorrow. At 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock tomorrow, we move into the dairy cattle auction. Early consignments for our dairy sale do include consignment of certified organic Jersey cows. Our cows are milked in a parlor, freestyle housed. And for the organic folks, and again, cows are all stages of lactation. So that will be part of the dairy sales tomorrow, 11 o'clock. Uh, also on uh, Tuesday, we do sell organic market cows every Tuesday. That will go to the sale tomorrow along with the conventional market cows. Wednesday does start at 10 o'clock. Uh, full marketing day, of course, on Wednesday, including uh, goats, uh, baby calves, of course. And then a feeder cattle sale on Wednesday is a noontime start. Again, we do have a... Uh, can sign for the sale again this week, so folks, I'll um, be seeing you on Wednesday. That consignment on Wednesday does include a large consignment of Holstein steers. So if you folks are eating Holsteins, most of these are going to be short-term cattle, so that will be uh, uh, on Wednesday at 12 noon. When, uh, Thursday auction does start at 11, full marketing day on Thursday, including market cattle and calves. So, question, a busy week here at Stratford, uh, and uh, folks, a lot of information on our website, also do want to mention uh, spring uh, bull test, a uh, special uh, spring bull test here at Stratford. That will be on May 7th for the Central Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association. are hosting that. More information on that on our website. That will be coming up here in May. So, again, uh, you ladies have a nice day, folks. Again, do drive careful. I'm thinking maybe uh, warmer we'll get rid of some of this stuff. But um, it's just one of those springs, I guess, and you just deal with it like a weatherman said we don't have to deal with what do they have two or three feet of snow in the dakotas yep they have four over 47 inches so we'll take 60 degrees coming up this weekend and we'll enjoy it yes we will all right you ladies thank you and uh, we'll be back here tomorrow morning with an update on how everything is trending here uh, on monday's auctions all right thanks so much jerry have a good one you also thank you there he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald, over at the Stratford Equity Barn. We've got Michelle from Tureen. She's coming in next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to head over to Tureen Livestock in Thorpe and check in with Michelle. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Kristen. So it is supposed to be 60 degrees this weekend, but I think we need warmer weather than that. Oh, definitely. I just want... A nice, I'll even take like a 78 degree day, just sunny, no wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, you'll have to go with mm-hmm. Bob to a trip to Hawaii to get that right now. 
I know. I know. <laughs> or go see my sister in Florida, one of the two, maybe. Aww. Take me with you. That's all I ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I think I could take a, I think I could take a full plane full. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, catch us up, Michelle. We got a busy morning. What's going on over at Train Livestock? All right. Thank you, Kristen. Summing up the week of April 11th at Train Livestock Market in the Slaughterco Market, we tapped at 89 and a half. 83% of the cows flipped from 70 and above. Market cows were 78 to 88, low-yielding cows 68 to 77, thin and weak cows 67 and lower. And the Holstein steer market choice, 114 to 128, selects for 112 and down. For beef-type steers and heifers choice in prime, 118 to 136, selects for 116 and down. In the ball market, high-yielding beef types came in at 86 to a dollar, with utilities at 82 and down. In the replacement cap market, good quality Holstein bull calves put from $100 to $250 per head. Lighter and lower quality calves, $45 per head and down. Holstein heifer calves were 10 to $55 per head. Beef beef cross calves, 110 to $375 per head. In the hawk market, butcher hogs were 101 to 106. Sows were 70 and a half to 105 and a half. Boars were 40 and a half and down. Our next sell will be today. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call to the market at 715-669-7127. And of course, check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the Citroen and livestock, your family owned and operated market. Have a great day. You too, Michelle. And try and stay warm. I heard if you stand in front of like a bullet heater, you know, at a safe distance, it feels tropical. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I know. Thank God I have a fireplace. Honestly, I turn that on and can just kind of take a snooze and you'll be okay. (laughs) Well, I'll be right over to enjoy that fireplace then. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Have a great day, Michelle. We'll catch you later. There she goes, Michelle, over at Tureen Livestock this morning. And we've got a busy morning. We've got weather and markets and we're just busy this morning for a Monday. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party, and it'll happen in July. It's Farm Tech Fest, the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. It'll feature Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and headliner Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Tickets on sale now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, and Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And yes, there is that big auction for John Mark's Farm Retirement Sale today at 9.30. You can go on site to HansenAuctionGroup.com or you can jump in in Taylor, Wisconsin for that auction. Again, it starts at 9.30 this morning and auctioneer John Mark will be there. And let's take a look at our Chicago Board of Trade numbers again. We've got your July corn up 8 at 7.92. July oats down 7 at 7.30. July soybeans up 10 cents to 16.76. July soybean meal is up 10 cents to 4.5580 a ton. July wheat up a quarter at 11.29. Country elevators in the area, Golden Plump and Arcadia is at 7.43 for corn. Baldwin and Mondovi, 724 for corn, 1615 for beans. Durand is at 719 and 1615. Elmwood is at 7724 for beans, for corn, and 1620 for beans. Ball Creek is at 714 and 1605. Osseo is at 729 and 1620. Stevens Point is at 1595 for beans. Elk Mound is at 727 for corn, 1620 for beans. Sparta is at 735 and 1610. Ellsworth at 706 and 1592. 
Buck Country Green, Dummer's Green Service, 722 for corn, 1605 for beans. As in all plants in the area, Boyce Hills at 744, Stanley at 742, New Richmond at 737. And looking on that dairy side, barrel cheese up six cents to 244. Your blocks are up four and a quarter to 237 and a quarter. Double A grade butter is at 275 and a half, which is down two cents. And your class three futures for April up 11 at 2433. May up 29 at 2546. June up 21 cents to 2531. July up nine at 2499. August up 11 at 2460. And the markets were upward through June of 2023. Once again this morning on our Next Grow Alfalfa Update program, Dr. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, joins us. And, Dan, as we uh, go through the winter, we always look at the weather and the snow cover and see if we got enough snow cover to protect the alfalfa from cold weather below 32. Well, we've had some nights below 32, but, you know, in the upper 20s. Is that a reason for concern, or can that affect in any way, shape, or form the alfalfa crop that's trying to grow this time of the year? No, Bob. I think, generally speaking, uh, we won't see anything hurtful to the alfalfa. There are several things, and for several reasons. Uh, One is that a a 20-degree temperature... Uh, which is about 12 degrees below freezing, uh, could cause some damage to the leaf tips. But as the alfalfa started to grow, if it has any height down in the canopy, it doesn't get as cold as the upper air temperature. So we have a little bit of self-insulation at this point. Uh, The kinds of things that can happen that uh, we might observe in the field are uh, we could have some leaf burn. Some of the leaves that are just developing and coming out in the plant uh, may be uh, wrinkled and and look a little bit like some insect damage, but at this point it's uh, just a little bit of uh, frost injury as the leaf was being formed. It uh, won't hurt the leaf growth or the yield of the plant, but we are likely to see some of these wrinkled leaves from this weather at this time. The good news is that it was well above freezing every day. Sunshine is a really important factor, and a number of days we had good sunshine with the warm weather. So that then warms the soil temperature a little bit. And again, all of those factors mean that a 20-degree temperature in the air is not likely to be 20 degrees down in any canopy. And so the injury would be less than if we had 20 degrees following some cold days and cold nights. Again, uh, it's just another little thing in the weather that we have to pay attention to. We might be able to see some of the effects of these cold nights on the plants, but it shouldn't hurt them in any way and should not affect uh, first yield first cutting yield in any way. Yeah, that first cutting's only about a month away for a lot of folks around this part of the country. Hopefully Mother Nature will warm it up so it can grow. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, with us once again on our next Girl Alfalfa Update program.